0: I am just so excited that you are here with me. My name is Ashley Hand. I am a runner who loves, loves, like really, really loves pizza. I started out not able to run a single mile, and now I am a two-time New York City marathoner. I'm also a certified nutrition coach who focuses on deep health, and that means whole person health. I really get into mindset with my clients and I'm here to share that with you guys. My coaching philosophy really comes down to the fact that better is better and things don't need to be so complicated all the time. I'm so excited to share this with you. If you are listening to this on a run, I am so proud of you. And if you are enjoying a slice of pizza right now, I am so jealous. Welcome to run now, pizza later. Let's dig in. Guys, you are in for a treat today. Like, I can't even tell you, honestly, how fired up I am about this because I have someone on the podcast. This is my first ever podcast interview, and I am pumped. I'm amped. I'm I'm like, literally, this is going to be fire because my guest, uh, she is... She's amazing. Like she's an angel. She literally there's like everything good in the world is in this person. And I'm so excited to have her here. Her name is Brie Guillory. Brie is a teacher and she she was a just eating student in my first class ever. Um, And she is going to talk today about how She's going to take what she learned and use it in the classroom. But before we get into like the juicy stuff, Bree, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yes,
1: absolutely. So like Ashley said, I am a first grade teacher in the New Orleans area. One of many hats that I wear, but teaching is my calling. I think it's so, it's kind of crazy, honestly, the ability, like the amount of impact that I can have. And I knew as a teacher, obviously that's a huge responsibility, but the stars are now aligning for me to think about how I can impact their mindset on nutrition and their view of themselves. And it's like blowing my mind that I'm like, I, I knew I had a lot of impact, but now it's like even more. And so it's just, it's really exciting. I love children, they are my passion. Um, I'm very, I don't know, like passionate about raising the next generation to be rock star, empowered, confident world changers. And it's truly an honor that I get to be like just a small part of their story, but like can have such an impact for the rest of their lives. So it's really cool.
0: Oh my God. They are so fortunate to have you. Like you said that it's an honor for you. Like they, I know your energy and I know what you bring in, how much you care about what you do. And they are so, so lucky to have you. Like if I want to, I want to have you as my first grade teacher. Can I go back? Can I, how do I make sure my future kids have you as a first do I'm living in New Orleans. It's really cool. <laughs> I love that so much. And literally you have so much impact. Like it's unreal. Like, and it's funny that you say that because I feel like so many of us don't realize how much impact we have. Like I, I second guess the impact that I have all the time. And so like, how did you kind of come to the realization that you have this level of impact?
1: So there's this, this is my favorite moment of the entire school year. Every year it gets me. It's like the first day of school and all the kids come in and like some of them are nervous. Some of them are crying because they miss their mom. Some of them are just like excited and love school. They're giving me hugs. Some are like, I don't really know. And they come in and they, you know, we have like about 20, 15 to 20 minutes where they can just like kind of unpack, unwind and just like chill before like our day officially starts. And so like the bell rings and that's like our key, like our, you know, it's time to start the day. And so the first day of school, the bell rings and they are all sitting and looking at me, like, what do we do? And it's like, Oh my gosh, like I am in charge of all of you. And like, you are literally looking, looking to me, all of you for what are we going to do on the first day? Of school. And it's like, it's so crazy. It's like, someone really trusts me this much to have all of these students for an entire school year. Like, it's just, it's crazy. And like, when I was a first year teacher, I literally didn't believe it. I'm like, I am not worthy of teaching. Because first grade is such a transformative year. Like, they, really grow into their own as readers and setting the foundations for like adding and subtracting and like like we really build the foundation in first grade and so if you get it wrong it really has an impact for the rest yeah. of their life and yeah right it's really transformative and so just knowing the kids and after, you know, five years of teaching, seeing the impact that I've had on past students when I didn't even think I was impacting them. I got my second year teaching. I told the parents of that class. I was like, look, I don't know what I did last year. <laughs> like, I got it together this year because like the, your first year is always a blur. But hearing stories and parents like saying how much I helped their kid or things that I didn't even realize I was doing. I'm like, wow, I really need to be more intentional because whether I knowingly or unknowingly I have impact whether I yeah. access that or not. And so I've been finding ways to be super intentional about being more impactful, especially like over the past few years. Cause it's like, there's a lot of potential there. And I want to yeah. take advantage of all of that, you
0: know? Yeah. Well, and it's funny cause I didn't even think about this when we were talking about having you on the podcast, but your, your kids are so young that you really are in a place to like, You're, you're teaching them like, (laughs) this is going to sound silly, but like, you're teaching them how to be a person. Like they don't know what the bell means. Right. And like, I think so many of us, because we're older now and like, we've gone through so many years of school, like the bell obviously means class starts or class stops. Like we all know that, but, but these kids are so young that they don't. And I think sometimes we forget that everything that we know as people are things that we learned from somebody. We either saw it modeled or someone taught it to us. Um, and so like you, you like your impact is so crucial for how they go on to live the rest of their lives because they are so young. Oh, it's so amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is going to be even better than I thought. I can already tell. Ah, Okay. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your relationship with food before we start talking about how you're going to take it into the classroom. Because I think it's important to understand kind of where you started and where you are now and your, your relationship with food and your mindset around food. So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So I feel like I've had a very unhealthy relationship with food in the past. Um, It was very much like, I feel like I use food as a reward or a punishment. Like if you did Mm -hmm. this really well, and I guess thinking about it now and thinking about kids, like I was kind of raised that way, not not but like you get a good grade and you go get ice cream or like you do really well on the test and mom takes you to Wendy's and like, I love Wendy's. Well, I don't know. Even- <laughs> you know, as a kid going to get a yeah. frosty for, you know, making an A, like that was huge. Yeah. And so I, it was like, okay, if you work out, then you can, you know, you've earned the cupcake or um, you can't eat Um, or you need to work out more because you ate wings and, you know, so it's like, it was very like transactional. Um, and it wasn't until I took your course that it was like, wait, I like, I have control over what I eat, which sounds so simple, but sometimes it's like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just moody or I'm just emotional. So that's why I'm eating ice cream or it's like, you can still have the ice cream. Like it's fine. But like being more aware of like, I have the choice to eat this or this and having the freedom to be like, I'm choosing to eat ice cream.
0: Because. Yeah.
1: And it's like, not this like shame or guilt or punishment. It's literally just eating. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I love um, it so much. Yesterday I had, uh, my friend came over cause I had to pick him up from the airport and I have a scale in my bathroom. Cause we, you know, we talked about non-scale mm-hmm. victories um, a few days ago and he got on the scale and he was like, he came back and he told me that, um, it was 20 pounds off, and I'm like, "Oh, sweet! I'm 20 pounds lighter than I thought. Like, this is great. No wonder I feel so good." He's like, "No, breathe. Like the opposite. Like I weighed myself like last week, and I was 20 pounds heavier than your scale." And I'm like, "Wait, so am i 20 pounds heavier? So it's like this whole mindset of like, mm-hmm. what does that number mean? Is my worth in that number?" Why yeah. does that matter so much? And, like, prior to just eating, I probably would have, like, burned the scale. I don't know. Or just, like, I probably might still burn the scale. <laughs> but thinking about, like, my body is not confined to a number. Like, it's it's so much more than calorie counting and, you know, I mean, it's that's still important. Like, you, you know, want to be aware of those things, but it's not – my worth is not in – what I eat, what I don't eat, if I work out, don't work out, if I look a certain way, like it's so much deeper than that. And I feel like my mind has just been like opened to this like new world of like food and eating what I like and choosing to eat things that I enjoy and not feeling bad about that.
0: Right. And you know, what's funny, like, and we don't have to get into it, but you don't feel any different in that moment, the only thing that feels different is your mindset around that number, right? Like had you been 20 pounds lighter or had you been 20 pounds heavier, it doesn't really matter because you felt the same, right? You're physically, you felt the same, but mentally you felt different because of that number. Right. And how, how do we know that his scale isn't off? (laughs) How do we know that it's your scale that's off? Right. So like, would it change anything besides your mentality to know that it's your scale or his scale? Cause that's really what, like what it is. Right. And so you have done so much work and I'm so proud of you. Like the, the wins that you've had with how you now like veggies, like that, that pumps me up, like makes me so excited. Cause for anybody who's listening, who doesn't know Bree, she did not like veggies. <laughs> she, and now she tries new ones and she enjoys them. I don't want to speak for you. You can, you can well, say if you like them now.
1: <laughs> I never had mushrooms before. I just assumed I didn't like them. Mm-hmm. And then I tried them and they were good. I was like, okay, well now I guess I like mushrooms.
0: <laughs> yeah, She's trying things I won't even try. I don't, I don't want to try mushrooms. <laughs> okay. Um so you have done so much work, right? And now you're in this place where you have a more positive relationship with food. And we have talked offline about how you're going to take that and use it to impact your kids because you have this amazing opportunity. So before we get into how you're going to do that, can we talk a little bit because I was surprised when you were telling me some of the opportunities that you have with these kids as a teacher. Like I didn't even think about like when I was a kid, teachers walking around the lunchroom. Like I forgot that that like was a thing. And so I would love it if you could just talk about some of the opportunities that you have to interact. If I
1: sit long enough, the list will be (laughs) because I I didn't realize it either until we talked about it and I started brainstorming and I was like, this is literally like every single day, multiple times a day. Um, so I, I, think right off the bat, um, that our kids eat breakfast in our classrooms, which is sometimes a mess, but that's just, you know, our procedure. And so they get their food and they have a few different options and they come and eat in our classroom. A lot of kids are upset at different breakfast choices, which, you know, feelings around food are important and valid, but I didn't always, I'm like, just like, just eat this. But (laughs) like, you know, their feelings around food are important. Um, So breakfast in our classroom, I eat breakfast with them too, because it's like 20 minutes of breakfast, unpack, you know, turn in your homework, all that stuff. So I'm eating breakfast too, talking to them, kind of, you know, checking in with them. Um, we eat snack together. So when we go out like mid morning and they eat snack either the, before they play on the playground or they can, you know, they can choose when they eat, but we all eat snack at the same time. And so I always bring my snack outside. Um, usually my coworkers out there with their kids and we're all eating snack and looking at snack and talking about snack. Um Class parties, there's always a snack option, always like a treat or chips or pizza or something. There's always food at our class parties, which we have like pretty regularly. Um, I just thought of something else. When we have like incentives, like if we, um, like school-wide behavior incentives, sometimes the treats are Pizza
0: parties. Yeah. I I was just thinking about that. Do you remember, I don't know if, um, I think this was like a nationwide thing, but like Pizza Hut had their like reading books like thing where like if you read a certain number of books, you got a personal pizza at Pizza Hut and like that was my jam. Like (laughs) but what we're teaching kids is like again, you're rewarded. You're gonna you can have the pizza if you read these books or if you do things right. It's like so interesting how ingrained it is into our society, right? So weird. I mean it's also
1: it's society, but also Louisiana. Like, we eat for everything. Like, we have king cake season during Mardi Gras. And so every Friday for snack, like, a different kid brings a king cake. And so that's, I mean, delicious. You know, but it's, like, everything revolves around food. Every every celebration. Um, the first few weeks of school, we eat in the cafeteria with them just to model, like, <laughs> cafeteria behavior and like make sure that they like understand the like procedures for like getting your food and you know washing your hands all that stuff um and then after those few weeks all of the teachers eat in the teacher's lounge and so we're all eating at one table so we're all like looking at each other's food and like heating food up so it's literally ingrained in every single part of our day um mm-hmm. and it impacts i think more than I realized, honestly, until most recently, like, especially with like kids and their feelings and how their feelings are related to nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like, I mean, they can't learn if they're hungry or thirsty, you know? So it's like, it's just, it's so deep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I want to know a little bit about like eating around the table with your coworkers. Do you guys like talk about, or I guess in previous years, how do you talked about like diets or nutrition at the table like you're eating a different way and like everyone's talking about it is that like something that would happen
1: yeah for sure I mean I've tried like a bunch of different things and I mean I'm with them five days a week so they they see whatever I eat for lunch they see and so or if I brought leftovers or if anybody brings leftovers like oh where's that from you know oh we went out to eat or you know whatever yeah. celebration or birthday or whatever. whatever. Um, and so I, there was a point, I remember specifically, I don't even know what year it was, but I remember I was for whatever reason doing like just juices, mm-hmm. like maybe two or three days. I think I tried to do a week, but I didn't last more than three days of like <laughs> only green smoothies. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I have to lose the weight. <laughs> I desperately, you know, and it's like, they were like, okay, you're, Doing a lot. <laughs> Whatever I bring for lunch, they see. So if I, it's veggies and a protein, they see that. If it's pizza, they see that. And so we talk a lot about food, and a lot of us get ideas for what to bring for lunch from other people's food. Yeah. So it's like, oh, what, what's that? Like, share that recipe with me. Like, I want to make that. And yeah. so we have a lot of conversations about food for sure. It's actually
0: interesting because when we were talking about this and we talked about the different areas of your impact, this isn't an area that we kind of like highlighted, like, I didn't even think about it. Like, and the reason that I, that I think it's important is because when we were in class, when you were a student, um, a lot of the other students were moms or they were spouses and you live alone with your dog. So you get to influence what she eats. Um, but you kind of felt like you didn't have as many areas to impact. Right. But you have, all of these, like your friend, your teacher, friends, your friends, your students, the parents of students. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, about like areas where you can impact the parents?
1: Yeah. Uh, So every year, like at our open house, like beginning of the year, parent meeting type thing we talk about, like, there's like a whole flyer on like the importance of healthy snacks and what examples, you know, of healthy snacks to bring. Um, And eat like with class parties, like I try not to plan them because it's just, too much. <laughs> and so I get my room moms to like, they'll get together and they'll plan in and they'll decide like what to bring for a snack and stuff. Um, or like when we have our parent meetings, we'll talk about birthday celebrations. It's like, yeah, bring in the cupcakes. Just let me know when, like whatever. And they always ask, you know, can I bring in this? Or like, can I bring in ice cream? And it's like, sure, whatever, like whatever, you know? And so there are a lot of chances to talk about that. Um, but it's also interesting because like they're six years old, like the kids in my classroom yeah. are six and seven. And they're not packing their own snack, like their parents. And so if their parents don't see the value in bringing a healthy snack or packing a healthy lunch, then their kids is going to eat whatever is given to them most right. time. And so I'm like basically rewiring my entire like open house presentation with lots of different things, but specifically talking about that because it really does make a difference. Like I had one kid <laughs> one year he brought a big slice of cake for snacks <laughs> like to go container. Like that was his snack. And I'm like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning and you're loading up on sugar and icing. Yeah. Like who packed this for you? Yeah. <laughs> it's <just Yeah>. cool. <laughs> Beneficial. Like You're going to crash in like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like he was just eating what his mom packed for him. And like, I can't blame him for that. Right. Or bring like, you know, hot Cheetos or chips or Takis. I'm like, you don't have like a grape or <laughs> like nothing. And like, they, I mean, they just eat what's brought to them. So I think a lot of my conversations next year are going to be about building the value to the parents of yeah. what they're, what's what it's going to do for their kids if they pack them <laughs> a healthy yeah.
0: snack. Yeah.
1: And it, it, will, it may not change everything, but if they're at least thinking differently about it and like, maybe I shouldn't send my kid with like a McDonald's chicken biscuit Yes. Then what <laughs> happened? Literally, they, it, it's crazy. <laughs> one kid brought like boiled crawfish. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> if they, If the parents see the value in it, then they can at least be more mindful when they're packing their food for their kids.
0: Yeah, and I think too, like when you're, approaching that conversation, something that you can really highlight is what you were saying before. Like this is a foundational age for them. If we want these kids to grow up and like vegetables, like fruits, we have to be showing them that those are enjoyable things to eat. So it starts with us. It starts with how we act and model for them, but also you're right. Like if the parents are packing the snacks and they're packing the things that aren't supporting their kids in their learning experience, it's really hard for those kids to then learn to like vegetables when they're coming to class with cake. <laughs> We've kind of already dived into it. I'm really excited because this is the juice, right? Like this is where it's at. So I want to talk about how you're going to do things differently um, and what, what you're planning to do differently. So you said that, you know, with the parents, you're really planning on kind of reworking your beginning of the year discussion and, and how you talk about food with them so what are some other things that you're thinking of
1: um I think I like so I've been doing a lot of like research on like racial identity development um in children specifically and thinking about like just like diving more into that and one thing that I've found is that like adults at this age can either confirm or confuse what our kids are experiencing because they're going to ask questions because kids are curious all the time So like you were saying, how we model, how we react, the things that we say can either confirm what they're already thinking or make things very confusing for them. And so I, like thinking back on my conversations about food in my classroom, I did not do a good job of um, making it more centered around like positive mindset like i i would eat like you know carrots or stuff or snack um and my kids would ask me oh why are you eating carrots because they're kids and they just want to ask questions Mm -hmm. and in the past i'd be like oh like i'm you know i'm trying to lose weight or like i'm trying to you know you know i really am going on a trip and like need to be down 30 pounds or whatever you know whatever the reason was and so that's reaffirming for them okay if you're eating vegetables or healthy food you're trying to look a certain way or you're trying to be a certain weight. And even though like that may not be like my one reaction may not be like the thing that changes the trajectory of their life. But if they hear that enough times, that constant like that becomes like their mindset is like, okay, if my teacher says that and my mom says that and my dad says that, then it must be true because everyone's saying the same thing. And so I have to reframe when they ask me questions about that or when they're crying because they don't want, uh, I don't know, like chicken fried steak. You know, instead of me being like, "Well, you have to eat," like Mm -hmm. go eat, like you don't have a choice. You have to eat lunch. So, like, this is the option. You know, like taking more care of like how they feel about it and being mindful of what I say in response to that will help their mindset. Because a lot of kids, I mean, they'll they'll be in shambles if they thought one thing was on the menu and they come to school and it's not, and. Like I can react to that in a way that honors their feelings because obviously mm-hmm. they wanted that food for a reason. And so like, what did you like about that food? Like, how can I help you yeah. kind of like come up with a solution? Because at, at the end of the day, there are only the certain options that we have, right? Like the cafeteria serves mm-hmm. what it serves, but right. what about food did you like that maybe we can find in the options that we have and like giving them that like solution instead of just being like, well, you have to eat. It's not an option because obviously they have to eat. You know, right. like, right. But giving them just being more mindful of how I talk to them and engage in their feelings about food, I right. think will help them think more about it too. Because if no one's asking them the question, they're not going to think about it. They're six. Yeah. They don't, right. They're not about why I like ice cream. You just like it because you're six and you like the sugar. <laughs> like, yeah. but like, thinking about, okay, like, why don't you want to eat? broccoli or like, you know, why didn't you eat everything on your plate? Like, what did you not like Mm. about that? And like, just helping them make those decisions for themselves that I've had to do for myself, but just do them.
0: Yeah. And you can also like ask, how can we make this something that you're excited about or something that you want to eat? But something, so something that you said that was really interesting and kind of got me like processing, um, was you, you said that like they come to school and they feel really excited about a certain food. Right. And when it's not there, they get really upset. And then when you have those conversations with them, instead of just saying, you know, you need to eat. So you have to eat this. It's the only option. When you help them process through it, you're what you're really teaching them is how to regulate their own emotions. So like you're teaching them about nutrition, but you're also helping them work through like when you're young kids, emotions are haywire and you don't know how to handle them. And you've always been told, right, to suppress them and to just behave and to be quiet and to be calm because that's what parents want their kids to be, right? Like they don't want to um, have kids who are out of control, quote unquote, right? But when we just tell them to quiet down and we don't help them work through it, they're not really learning anything from the experience other than I should be quiet and I should just do what I'm told. But really, like, maybe there's something underlying there. Maybe there's a reason that they like that food. Maybe it makes them feel comforted. And once you work through the feeling, then you can help them associate that with something else. Like, how else can you get that comfort? Let's talk about different ways that you can feel good about X, Y, and Z. Oh, my God. It's going to be so amazing.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Like, a lot of, I mean, again, they're sick. So they don't have a lot of experience with food. So a lot... Associate food with feelings or with memory. So if they come to school and they know that Pop-Tarts are on the menu because Pop-Tarts remind them of grandma's house and they would spend the summer in grandma's house and they get to school and there's no Pop-Tarts, yeah. their their world is blown up because that's all they've been wanting to eat. Uh-huh. And so when they come to my room and they're sobbing because there's no Pop-Tarts, in my head, I'm like, okay, let's take a deep breath. Also, like, what can I do? because right there are no pop tarts. So like you were saying, like regulating their emotion and having them see through asking them questions or Mm -hmm. even through modeling that, like, I really wanted the pop tarts because, you know, it reminded me of grandma and I'm, I'm about to start crying.
0: (laughs) I am too. Like, this is like, I have goosebumps.
1: Like I thought about that. Like a lot of them at this age, their family is everything to them. So if they come to school and they're, that breakfast is associated with a the memory they have with their dad, who just left to, you know, go work offshore for three. Oh my days. god! It's so much deeper than just food, you know. And like, wow. I just a lot of times just dismiss their feelings because in my head it's like, there's no pop tart. We have to start reading in thirty minutes. Like,
0: yeah, what they
1: have is like eat something so that you can be ready for reading, and it's like so much deeper than just. A pop tart. Yeah, but it isn't. And if we don't realize that, we can't help yeah. them. That. And oh we, my
0: God, that. like it's so deep. And I didn't it really that. is. And oh. you know what? But you know what's amazing? Like, I and I know you keep saying that, like you you just dismissed to their feelings. And I feel like maybe you feel a little bit of guilt about that. That's kind of like the vibe that I'm getting. But like, I want you to know that first off, you didn't know any better. Like you didn't you didn't know and. I mean, as far as I know, this isn't like this stuff that you've learned in just eating. It's not stuff that's taught anywhere else that I know of. It's definitely, definitely wasn't taught to me in school. And you now have those skills and you now are more aware. So when you have a kid who misses their grandma and like wants the pop tart because it reminds them of their grandma and you ask them why they're so upset and they say that that's why they're upset, you can help them figure out the solution. You can say like, hey... Johnny, it sounds like you miss your grandma. And you know what we can do when you get home, you can call her and you can talk to her and that will make you feel close to her. And like, you can, Oh my God, like, I literally can't breathe. Like you're going to, Oh, you're going to change the world. like, you're going to change their lives.
1: If you can't do that. Like I would not have been able to do that or even think about that. if I didn't do that work myself. Right. And like, I firmly believe that, especially with children, everything we do or say is an overflow of what we've already worked through. And so if I didn't sit this quarantine and think Ah. of my feelings with food, I would not be able to help them identify that, which is why, like, as teachers and as adults in general, like, we have to do the work first
0: Mm. so that we can
1: model what it looks like to work through that, not just for our kids, like our physical kids or our students, but like our friends and family Mm -hmm. and everyone who (laughs) eats, you know, like we have to do the hard work so that we can do better and like help people feel better too. Yeah. It's just so important.
0: Uh, Oh, okay. It's the coach in me, but I want to, I want to give you some like exercises and see what you think you would do in these situations. So if you have a kid who comes to snack with cake, right? Because we've talked, I feel like we've talked a lot about influencing them to make healthier choices, right? But you've made it like you, you've said that a lot of times they don't have control over what they bring. So if a kid does bring something that isn't super healthy at 10am, like a slice of cake, what would you do differently than what you did before now?
1: So before I would just like laugh about it and low key, like be sarcastic, which is, I really need to be less sarcastic with my children, but, um, like we, I'd be like really and <laughs> really? Yeah. we will laugh and move on. Um, but I, one thing that I started doing this year that I hadn't done in the past years because it costs money is like providing snack for them. Like this, this past school year, I had a student that never, well, I don't want to say never, hardly ever had their own snack. And I knew that he was hungry yeah. a lot but I knew he didn't bring it because he literally didn't have one at home. I would buy snack and keep like goldfish or crackers or whatever so that when he's hungry, go get a snack, you know where they are. And so that just kind of became like, I just Mm -hmm. kept that throughout the school year. Did it cost me more money? Yes. But I mean, if kids are hungry and I have the means to give them a snack, that's like $3 for a pack of goldfish. I'm going to do it.
0: You guys, Brie doesn't know that I'm doing this, but Is really important to me. I think that you can tell throughout this interview how much Bree really cares about her students and how intentional she plans to be with her students going forward. And I want to give back to her because I think that Teachers are so undervalued and so underpaid for what they do. They are literally cultivating our next generation, and they are the ones who are instilling belief in the next generation, and it, I think, is just so important to show them some support, especially because they are highly underpaid and they spend money out of what they are paid so that students have what they need to succeed in class. And that is something that is just so moving to me. So what I would like to do is any seat that is filled for the July session of Just Eating, whether you purchase Just Eating as a standalone or as Just Eating and The Vault, whatever sales are made, 25% of that is going to go to Bree's snack fund for her students so that she can buy snacks that are healthy for her kids and are available all year round because she shouldn't have to pay for that um so i would like to contribute whatever uh whatever we make from the july session 25 percent of that's going to go to brie and if we end up making more than she needs she's gonna i'm gonna give her the full freedom to use it however she sees fit if she wants to spread it to other teachers so that they can have a snack uh availability or if she wants to use it for buying books whatever she wants to do 25 percent. Going to her. And I also want to say if you are a teacher, I want to show appreciation to you. So, if you are a teacher and you are interested in taking just eating, and if you are interested in helping to shape the next generation to make dieting extinct, reach out to me. I will offer a 20% discount for teachers off of the price of uh, course admissions. So, reach out to me and I'll get you that discount code. Love you guys.
1: But in the past, like a lot of kids, they they want my snack just because it's the, the one I have, and so they ignore the snack they brought because they want mine. It's like okay, no, like this is for <laughs>
0: people. To eat yeah.
1: But in that situation, um, and this is again what I've done with myself, like talk with that kid about okay, like how do you think you're going to feel after you eat the cake? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's. Miss Hillary has goldfish. How do you think you're going to feel after you eat the goldfish? Mm-hmm. Probably more <laughs> energetic. <goldfish. laughs> Okay. Well, you know, and even thinking like, cause some kids don't know how to answer certain questions. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the times as teachers will say, you know, well, you know, I had a kid last year who, when he ate cake, which may or may, may, or may not be true, but you know, or like when I eat cake, sometimes I feel like kind of tired after and I don't really want to do anything, but lay on the couch. Do you think you might feel like that? Yeah. Looking through that and then letting them choose because mm-hmm. I mean, in real life, No one's going to force you to eat the broccoli. Like you can eat Mm -hmm. the cake and no one's going to slap you on the wrist for it. Um, And a lot of kids at that age, they don't have any choice Mm -hmm. at all. Like this is what you pack. Like this is what you have. This is what you're going to do. And they, so like just giving them that voice of like, you know, they may still choose to eat the cake Mm -hmm. and that's okay. I mean, if they need to take a nap, take a nap, like whatever. It's not, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal for me at least. But like just making them aware, like, hey, there is a better choice and you might feel a little bit better after, but also if you want to eat the cake, it's still okay. Just be aware that this is how you might feel after and you might not want to do any work after, which they might not want to do any work either, (laughs) but making them more aware and giving them that choice and that voice and that control of being like, you know, maybe next time I'll eat the goldfish.
0: Oh, I love that. You, you know what you're doing? You're giving them the autonomy over, over their body, over their choices, over what they're eating. And it's, oh, it's just going to be game changing. Yeah. So what about if there is like, say your class wins a pizza party? How would you, would you do anything differently while they're eating the pizza? Cause we're, we're not going to discourage them from eating pizza. Oh, yeah. Right.
1: Um, I think if we went a pizza party, we're absolutely eating the pizza. No one is going to feel bad about that. <laughs> but I think providing something else in a oh, addition, yeah. which is what I've been doing. Like I want the pizza, but I'm not going to eat a whole box and then take a nap. I'm going to eat maybe one or two slices and take my time eating them. And then maybe like eat some carrots. Cause I yeah. just like need something, you know? And so, and kids love eating like Anything you have to dip, you know, like they're they're very open to new fun things, and so maybe limiting them. It's like, hey, like you're going to get one slice because a lot of them will just go for it. Yeah, just go crazy. (laughs) We're (laughs) going to get one slice of pizza and like some carrots or fruit or you know water instead of Capri Sun or something Mm -hmm. like. We're still going to eat the pizza, but with some extra something. You know, bodies are a little bit fueled.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And I was thinking too, um, you can kind of like do class wide exercises in like situations like that too. Like, okay, we're all going to have pizza. Let's, you don't have to call it wine tasting pizza, but that's one of the things that we talk about in just eating, right. Is like wine tasting your food so that you can figure out what you do and don't like about it. And you can kind of, cause like people don't do that, right? Like they don't think about what they're actually eating when they're eating it. Most normal humans don't spend a whole ton of time eating slowly and analyzing what we eat and how we feel about it, what we like about it. And you can kind of run them through that situation. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to teach because, you know, you're, you're the educator, but you could have like, print out exercises and, like, different describing words for food because, like, usually it's, like, it's either good or bad or it's, like, tastes good or it doesn't taste good or, like, whatever. But there are so many different ways that we can just describe food and you could have, like, sort of, like, a class-wide exercise. Like, okay, take a bite of pizza and then think about – look at the list of words and think about what you enjoy about it or something like that. I don't know. They're young, so they can't read. So, like, maybe you'd have to do, like –
1: My administrator is going to be like, why are you having pizza? It's not (laughs) – ties well with like what we teach in phonics like different types of words like we talk yeah. about nouns and verbs and adjectives anytime you can bring food in the classroom the kids are like raving like, for they, it. and so and anything you can make a game they love so it's like let's you know see who can eat the slowest
0: yeah yeah oh they're
1: always trying to be the first one mm-hmm. what have what if you like to be the last one let's see Who, you know, who at your table can eat slower and take longer? And then, like, tying adjectives to phonics. Like, and we talk about, like, juicy words, like, not just saying good or bad, but it's like, okay, what about this is good? And, like, I mean, this is a teaching moment. (laughs) Like, they need to use words other than good, like, in their writing. They could write about the pizza. Like, there's so many different things that can enrich that experience. And... Uh. Anytime I can use pizza to teach, I will take full advantage.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, my course objectives for just eating are there are two of them. It's one to build a positive relationship with food, and it's two, eat more pizza. That's really all. If you could come out of just eating feeling that way, that makes me happy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I love about this so much, Bree, is like we we came onto this podcast from the standpoint of helping other teachers, right? Like giving other teachers ideas of how they can impact the class, but everything that we have talked about is something that a parent can implement too. Mm -hmm. So like, I think personally, I think this is going to have even more impact than we ever thought, but okay. So I want to know at the end of the year of your next school year, when your kids are leaving what do you want their biggest takeaway to be? Like, how do you want them to feel about themselves and food?
1: I think, and it's, this is kind of just how I want them to feel in general, but specifically with food. Like, I just want them to be empowered and like,
0: to know that like, I'm going to start crying again. What is going- I know. <laughs> it's emotional. Food and your relationship with food is emotional.
1: It's like all around my house. Like if I look up, there's like, every class I ever taught, but, but just
0: them thinking
1: like my, like my voice matters and like mm-hmm. what I choose to do is valued. And no matter what I look like, no matter how I feel, because I mean, in six, in, when they're six, they're like, some of them are, you know, a little taller, a little shorter, mm-hmm. a little wider. And, um, like they're so aware of, their physical differences, like they mm-hmm. notice when they look different than their friends, whether that's race or size or whatever, like they notice that, and they they're trying to put themselves in categories and be a part of a group, and you know a lot of like, and I talk to parents too, and they're like, you know, we're you know try to get them in sports because they're not very active, and it's like they are worth so much more
0: mm-hmm. just
1: what they look like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how they feel is so much more important than what they look like, you know, or how people see them. And I just want them to know that like, no matter what they are loved, they are valued, and they have control over so much more than they think. And they they feel empowered and confident and who they are and who they are becoming. Mm-hmm. And that, although it's just one year, and I know that's a long time, but like in the grand scheme of their life, I only mm-hmm. have them for like a, a little bit of time. And I want them to know that, like, no matter what, my teacher, if no one else in my entire life values me, my teacher does. And that mm-hmm. one year in her class, I felt like I could freaking change the world because I really believe they can, you know, and like I just want them to realize their fullest potential beyond what society says makes someone worthy or valuable.
0: Oh my God. Literally I have, (laughs) I have have goosebumps. Like you're going to make me cry. Like I did not plan to cry on this podcast. I thought this would be very chill and fun. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like it's, this stuff is emotional. Like food and our relationship with food and everything that we have been taught. It's full of emotion right? Like how we feel about ourselves is full of emotion. And as your teacher in just eating, I want exactly what you said for you. Like, I want you to be empowered. I want you to feel like you are in control. I want you to know that you are worth so much more than the number on your scale, whether your scale is wrong by 20 pounds or not. Like, I want you to know that because it's true. Like we have made our weight and the way that we look into this huge as literally a weight on our shoulders every day like every day and it doesn't have to be that way and it starts with us it starts with how we model and it starts with how we teach these kids and so I kind of want to go into this a little bit just in case you need a little bit of reassurance and encouragement as you do this right everything that you have talked about those are big changes for you, right? And, you know, we talk about this in Just Eating. None of this stuff is overnight. So you're probably going to fall back into old habits when the day is stressful and the kids are all crying and somebody really wanted one lunch. And, like, there are going to be times, I assume, I mean, you're a rock star, so maybe not, but, like, there will probably be days where you're just like, you just need to eat it. Please just eat it, right? And I don't want you to ever feel guilty about that. Like, I don't want you to ever feel like that makes you a failure because what would make you a failure is if you weren't even trying, if you weren't even thinking about it at all. And you have spent so much time thinking about how you can be intentional about this, that it like, it is going to spread like wildfire. Like I see this spreading like wildfire in your school, like not just your classroom, but like in your school. And like, you are the leader that can make that happen. I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm so proud of you. I I want to know, like, from your personal perspective, where you want to be in a year, like where your mindset around food, where you want it to be, what you're working on right now.
1: I would love, honestly, I might just go burn my scale. Just, <laughs> just be <because. laughs> um, But I feel like I, I'm kind of, working towards that now, but just, like, choosing the foods that are the healthier options because I want them. Mm-hmm. Like, right now it's, like, still kind of, like, okay, like, I want the carrots, but I also, like, want the banana bread, and so I'm, like, weighing those options, but I want to just, like, intuitively just, like, choose the carrots. I'm, like, not saying I never want to eat banana bread again that's not true. No, but it's like, never is, true. You know, like, I just see myself being, like, Faster and stronger and like, um, moving my body because I just wanted to celebrate what it can do and like the growth and just not worried about scale or whatever, like just wearing clothes that just fit me well. And like, just not even thinking about like the size and like, I, not that I don't want to be thinking about it, but just, that's not the focus. That's not the point. Just being more focused on like, I freaking love this salad. Because mm-hmm. it's delicious and it makes me feel good. And when I go work out later, I'm going to perform better because I chose yeah. to eat a big old salad and like being excited to do that. Like, yeah. but like right now I'm still kind of like, mm, like, should I get Chick-fil-A or <laughs> and it's like, you can, but like, I would love to just be like, I'm going to eat Chick-fil-A and I'm getting a really good salad <laughs> like, and just being like super jazzed about options that I never would have considered probably, or just dismissed. So that's where I see
0: myself. (laughs) I love that so much. And you know, something that you said during class, like I don't even know if you remember, but it was a while ago, um, you told me and it really stuck with me and it made me like, it's something that I think I'll remember forever. But you told me that what you love about the class is that you are focused on eating the things that you love and not focused on forcing yourself to eat things you don't like. And it kind of sounds like that's what you want to take and just make your lifestyle. Like that should be your lifestyle, right? Like that should be your goal. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, Brie.
1: Cause I feel like my like palate is expanding the food that I'm choosing or like growing in number, like the mm-hmm. healthier, you know, food choices. And so I would like to just not even really want to eat. Seven cookies. Yeah. You know, like, like want to crave, which I kind of am already. Like just crave the good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good stuff and not like and be so excited about eating the good stuff that I don't even think about the lesser healthy choices.
0: Trying yeah. <laughs> to yeah. the the more processed choices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I oh, I'm so excited for you. You are gonna like you're literally gonna change the world. Like you're You're going to change their, these kids, their view of themselves. You're changing everyone in your school and all of their parents. And like, I I just can't, I cannot with what you are going to go. I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you too. Okay. I want to take just this time to open it up to you. If there's anything else that you wanted to say, if maybe we didn't cover something that you wanted to talk about in terms of teaching and things you're changing or anything, you've got the floor. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I think that I guess just speaking
1: specifically to teachers, um, I just like we talked about earlier. I don't think teachers are aware of mm-hmm. the power that they have in the classroom, in their words, in their actions. And like, I mean, when you're around kids eight hours a day, like they're looking to you to mm-hmm. figure out life you know like what to think what to say how to react to certain people like when i'm talking to my coworkers my kids are listening <laughs> like so like they they're so curious and they're trying to figure out so much and i think that if teachers really sat down and realized how much impact they have and really took it seriously i mean the world would be changing in a year i really believe yeah. that if oh. every single teacher on this planet was like hey let's do the thing and change the yeah. world. We absolutely could because yeah. we for 12 years. Oh my God. Like literally all like it's, there's so much power in like what we don't think is powerful. Like we think we're just these little teachers who, you know, don't get paid that much and whatever. And it's like, no, you are with 20 lives for an entire year. Every, like almost every single day, you, these kids spend more time with us than they do with their families. They will spend more hours with teachers than their own mom and dad. And like, we have to capitalize on that and be intentional with that because we really can change the world. I really believe that, but some teachers don't believe that or don't see that or are choosing to like, just be like, Oh, whatever. I'm just a teacher. It's like, no, you are a teacher. You are a teacher of young children. Even if they're in 12th grade, like that's, it's it's just so impactful. And I think teachers and adults, parents, like whoever, like just needs to realize what they do really, really matters and can either really enhance or like stifle a child. And that's, there's a lot of power in that. And we should
0: not take that lightly. <laughs> I should have just given you the floor for the whole, for the whole thing. I should have just been like, here, have, have at it. You do this because you like
1: for like way too long. Like I need to get back in the classroom ASAP because I'm like about to combust.
0: (laughs) No, like literally you said, I I need to go back and listen again and take notes because you said so many things that were like, like gems, just like little, little powerful statements. Like you said, um, there's so much power in things that we don't think are powerful Mm -hmm. and like It's so true. It's so true. Oh my God. I need to go back and listen to even like, if nothing else, even just the last 10 minutes of this, I feel like has so much value for people. I'm so excited. Okay. So first off, thank you so much because you have been, you literally have been amazing this has been so fun I'm so glad that we did this and I'm so honored and blessed that you were here with me I know that anyone who listens to this is going to want more of you so why don't you tell them where they can find you like wh- where to go
1: okay so I'm on
0: Instagram
1: at Brianna Guillory b-r-i-a-n-a-g-u-i-l-l-o-r-y my name gets people really confused but it's okay <laughs> Uh, I'm also on Twitter, which is really fun. I think I have the same at, maybe there's an underscore in there somewhere. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Send your kids to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, literally come to New Orleans and I will teach all the children. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, I love it so much. Okay, I think honestly, like I think I'm gonna have to have you back at some point. Mm. This has been so much fun. Especially
1: and the full year, I feel like that would be cool. Like, oh my
0: god, you're so right!
1: Like a checkup,
0: almost. that would be so cool. We should do one like mid-year and then at the end of the year, and you can kind of take us through how things are going with your students. Yeah. I love, I love that.
1: Right now, they're just like a, a imaginary, you know. Like oh. I
0: don't
1: yet, yeah, you, you know. know? Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll be really cool.
0: Oh my god, it would be so fun. Okay, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> I this will
1: interview too. So this is really fun. <laughs>
0: It's going to be so good. This is going to change so many lives, and I am—I personally am so proud of you, and I am inspired by you. And you make me want to be a better teacher in my class. Um, and I know that you influence so many people. So I am honored. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, you're you the know, best. Listening to this, go take the
1: freaking class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let her say that for me. <laughs>
1: Your life, your husband's life, your wife's life, your kid's
0: life,
1: whoever, everyone take it, please.
0: (laughs) You're so sweet. Okay, guys, this was the first interview. It was fire. And I need you to, what I need you to do is probably listen to it again and take some more notes and write down action steps, especially if you're a teacher or a parent, write down some action steps because Brie had so many golden nuggets throughout this thing. I need you to go write them down so that you know what you're putting into action and then come back and tag both of us so that we can see you winning and changing lives. All right. And a quick side note before I go, I just want to remind you that 25% of the sales for the July just eating session are going to Brie and making sure that she has snacks for her classroom for this year for her kids. And also if you are a teacher and you are interested in just eating and how it can help you and help your students reach out to me, I will get you a discount code for admission. And also if you're just not sure, if you feel like this might be for you and you're not sure, set up a free consult call with me and we can talk through it. All right, friends, this was so much fun. Thank you for hanging out with me, but I actually got a run. So you can find me on runnowpizzalater.com or catch up with me in real time on Instagram at runnowpizzalater.